Hey, Tizzy. Hi, Will. Okay. We've got a few of these under our belt now, and this conversation is so great. Um, I'm so pleased that we had the opportunity to talk with Alyssa Magrum from the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance, um, and you'll hear her refer to that as the TXDPA. So when you hear those letters, that's the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance. And while that's the beginning of her introduction, you'll hear from her just all the ways that she is and has been involved with drowning prevention and water safety and the passion that she brings to it and really looking forward to this conversation today. All right, here is our conversation with Alyssa from Texas. Alyssa, it is so good to see you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Would you please take a minute or two to introduce yourself? Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and your connection to water safety um, and, and what you do in Texas. Sure. My name is Alyssa Magrum. I am the executive director of Collins Hope, which is a water safety and drowning prevention nonprofit organization based in Austin, Texas, but we work uh, locally, regionally, statewide, and nationally, and even beyond. Um, so I've been in that role for I'm approaching 11 years in December as the executive director. Uh, my, my connection to water safety really began the day after Colin Holst drowned, uh, four-year-old Colin Holst, who is the reason Colin's Hope exists. He was a preschool classmate of my daughter's. So when Colin drowned, I suddenly had a parental wake-up call that drowning was something I needed to think about. I'm actually a competitive triathlete. I'm been in round water all my life. My daughter has been in water in and around water since she was born, but I really, as a parent, hadn't thought about drowning as something I, I needed to think of, just like I think about bike helmets or car seats or all those other things that, that parents think about. So uh, my, my water safety connection really began when Collins Hope formed in August of 2008 maybe before that because Colin drowned in June of 2008. Um, since that time, I have kind of gotten out, uh, still do the day-to-day, -day, what feels like a 27, 28 hour a day job um, as the executive director, but also working uh, locally with our Central Texas Drowning Prevention Action Team, as well as um, I'm the vice president of the Safe Kids Austin board. So I bring water safety to that. Um, space, um, as well as statewide with the as a board member for the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance and then nationally um, on as a co chair of the NDPA advisory board and some other uh, been working on the National Water Safety Action Plan. So my water safety story has just gotten bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper if we want to use the analogy of water over the years. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alyssa. And hi, it's really good to be hi. here with you today. And um, while we're going to be primarily focused on the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance, your connections with these other related groups, mm -hmm. um, please feel free to bring that into our conversation today because absolutely collaboration and connection are themes that we are hearing in all of our interviews. And so please feel free to do that. But with that, my first question for you is, if you can provide a snapshot history of the coalition, tell us when it was formed and whether there was an initial catalyst or motivation. 
Sure. So the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance was officially formed in 2011. A woman named Linda DeSanders, who owned a swim school in Dallas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I believe she had had a personal family member had been lost to a drowning and, and she owned a swim school. So water safety became something that was really around her all the time and, and a passion of hers. And she um, recognized that in the state of Texas, which is a very large state um, and very diverse state, that there wasn't a, a statewide organization working around water safety, any type of coalition. There's a lot happening, but not a group working together. And so she formed um, the TXCPA in 2011. It was, I think it was probably heavily, more heavily DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth um, area folks, just because that was where she was. But she really did a good job of trying to bring in people from across the state. So for example, I'm in Central Texas in Austin. There are some folks from El Paso, some folks from around the state. And so she kind of gathered us together to work on um, just figure out what, what can we do as a state? How can we even start working together? And, and, and that's an epic feat in a, in a giant state as, as Texas. Um, and so that started in 2011. And each year there was um, there was out some outreach to pediatricians that was done in the very early beginnings as kind of the um, the, the focus. I remember in being the executive director uh, here at Collins Hope at that time, and I was about three years, well, three years into my work with Collins Hope, but only really a year into my role as executive director. And I knew that the TXCPA was going to tackle pediatricians. So I remember having a conversation with Linda saying, I'll support the efforts of TXCPA in, in approaching pediatricians in our area, but I'll let you guys do that and we'll do um, some other things. And so um, TXCPA started, there was an annual meeting every year that was, you know, Texas is huge. So it was really hard for a lot of people to get there. Uh, but we had an annual meeting for a couple of years trying to wrap our brains and our minds and everything around how to, how to, how to, do better water safety and drowning prevention in Texas. So it was started in 2011 and then in 2018, I believe, um, uh, Linda decided that she just, she needed, a, a, I think, a larger organization or something to sort of house TXCPA because it was, um, I think, some things in her life were changing. And so at that point, the Texas Alliance of YMCA's picked up, sort of brought in, housed, I don't even know officially what, what, what happened really, but um, they said, we care about water safety because the YMCA has so much, uh, such a strong learn to swim program and commitment to water safety that um, that felt like a natural fit. And it lived there for about two years, maybe a year and a half, two years. I came on as a board member for the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance during that time. And then in the next two years, it really became not the greatest fit for um, really the purpose, the I think the reason was, and I can talk about this more later, is that the person who was um, handling it at the Alliance of YMCA's, it was an add-on to their job. And so it wasn't, that wasn't their primary job. And it, it's a huge job. And that's something you'll hear me say later when I have the opportunity that um, it can't be an add-on to someone's job where it's just a, I don't wanna say an afterthought, but where it's really a thing, that, an extra thing they have to do. Um, and unfortunately that's kind of what happened. And so then it moved uh, in the the last two years and right before COVID really hit, um, there are a few of us who are on the board uh, here for the TXCPA that have been kind of trying to 
keep it afloat, trying to figure out what to do really, and trying to figure out how to mobilize such a huge state around something that is um, so big. And, and you asked about the catalyst. And I think that uh, the catalyst for having a statewide Drowning Prevention Alliance is really because it's such a giant problem here in Texas. I mean, granted, we're big, but on the average, and these are just child fatal drownings, we average close to 100. We lose close to 100 children in Texas every year to fatal drownings. That's not even counting non-fatal drownings. That's not even touching in the adults um, that we lose. And, and those numbers are, are big too. So that was the catalyst was that we have to do something as a state really. And, and I give credit to Linda for really saying, being the first person to kind of try to wrap herself around how to even do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it, it needs the, that explanation. So thank you. Just one clarifying question. Sure. When you gave that figure of 100, what ages of kids are you talking about? So that's zero to 17. Okay. Thank you. And we work with the Department of Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to have that real uh, real time number as best mm. as we can. And so that's the you know, that's the data that we we lean really heavily on is that data because it's pretty up to date by the minute. Like I checked the stats before I got on this um, interview. And um, and so that's a number that we can lean in lean on uh, because we know that it's 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 pretty accurate so can we can we follow up on that specifically because um i i think that is like the goal for a lot of different organizations around the state is to get some sort of system in place like that so how did that system start and who you mentioned it was the department of uh, family and protective services okay so you're only so you're only getting pediatric drowning deaths and, and that's what i was saying yeah that's just the uh, that's okay. just the yeah that's just the child data the rest of the data it's just between um yeah it's it's hard so can i ask a little bit about the relationship between the tx dpa the drowning prevention alliance and the department of child and protective services how did that connection it's, start and how is it maintained sure so there's a website you can go to and you can look at that um, those the numbers that I'm talking about, and they have certainly been the, the the person who who puts it up on the website and who tracks that has certainly been engaged in conversations with TXCPA. But we have a really solid relationship, um, and we've been able to make suggestions around how they report that on the website. So whether you know by location. Um, so it's a, I would say it's just, it's a relationship of asking for it and then having a person, this is key, having a person over there um, who is passionate about wanting to make sure that that data is available. And he has a, the, the gentleman that does it has a history in water safety and drowning prevention and a personal story around water. And so I believe that a lot of the reason we have that is because of that one human who believes that it should um, be available. Thank you for describing that. Cause I think there's yeah. a lot of groups out there trying to do data better. And so, and what we found is that everybody is doing it in a different way. And there's no right or there's no so, right or wrong, but it is so, so oh, yeah, but it's yes. so interesting that we've got yeah. all these different tools, right? Um, uh -huh. You know, some groups are working with EMS and some groups are working with family protective services and other groups are working with public health. And so it's, it's good to hear, I think all these different examples yeah. of the ways that we can um, do it. Back to the 
to the Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance. Yep. Can you briefly describe how it's currently organized in terms of maybe leadership and who's involved and what people involved, sure. how are people involved? Sure. So currently the leadership sits with um, the three of us who are the, the current board. And we're really, I'll be quite frank and honest in saying we're struggling with figuring out how to keep it going. We each have our own organizations that we're trying to run. And that is a huge challenge, um, as well as I'm you know, co-chairing our Central Texas Drowning Prevention Action Team. So it's like at all the levels and working at the national level, at all the levels, it's there's not enough time in the day or energy to be on it, to be honest. And um, what the strategy that we're currently using is utilizing where each of us as board members is in the drowning prevention space in the state and trying to bring in all of our partners that we work with and keep them engaged. So for example, if it's Texas Parks and Wildlife that we work with at the local or the state level, bringing those people in at, at both of those levels because they function locally and they function at the statewide level. Um, and it's a challenge. I mean, I will be honest. I know when you asked asked me to do this um, interview, it was it was it's it's a little bit. We're in a little bit of a dicey spot, and um, I feel like how it's happening right now is a lot of um, maybe not formally organized systems and structures, but a lot of partnerships and collaborations that are working and sharing of resources. And, and I, I will, I'll name Safe Kids in this because we have lots of Safe Kids um, coalitions across the state. And so we try to, we try to link up those, um, those threads, so to speak, um, as well as all the different parts and pieces, whether it's their swim schools that are working statewide or in, in regions. And um, it's a lot of just partnerships and collaborations. And I would honestly say there's not a lot of formal um, structure right now because we don't have the resources to do it. And, and I'll go back to this and I probably will say it a hundred times in this interview. We, we, there has to be a person who is owns it or his, who is full-time on it and honestly funded to do it and who is not trying to be in 17 different, wear 17 different hats. I mean, I know I get phone calls because I'm on the board and I'll get a media call that says, you know, someone from Texas Drowning Prevention Alliance and I'll put that hat on and I might be wearing my Collins Hope hat for part of the time in the in that interview or whatever, but um, the, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle because we don't have a, a, a safe home with a structure around it that's, that's sort of the, the puppeteer, so to speak. So on that line, it sounds like this partnership and collaboration is in fact uh, a real central output of what the alliance does and I wondered if if that's true if you can yeah. validate that and then if there are any other kind of key activities that the alliance is involved with or sure. is it really about the connecting piece I think some of it is for sure about the connecting piece and sharing resources. Um, I know that we were able to pull off um, a couple of years ago I think it was 20, 2019 right before before COVID, everything's like before COVID, during COVID or, you know, um, but we were able to pull off a day at the Capitol where we had a really good, we had some brief, a legislative briefing and we put up the, um, 
a number of the Texas families that are part of Families United to Prevent Drowning put up the Not One More banners in the state capitol, and we had a proclamation, and that was really, really great because I feel like we had good representation from across the state that showed up at the capitol, and we showed um, that collaboration in that particular event. Um, we have had some really nice sharing of resources across. Uh, so for example, Cook Children's has a Lifeguard Your Child uh, campaign with some really great public service announcements and um, things like that. And those have been shared um, and multiple partners across the state, I think, have used those. I know our water safety cards at Collins Hope are kind of shared as a resource as well as our water safety quiz. So I think that um, the, the collaboration and the connections is, is for, for sure right now the foundational piece of TXCPA as in um, not some sort of really great structure of we have monthly meetings and we have these coalition things because we're all working so hard in our communities. And I think that's mm -hmm. um, because there isn't someone who's just sitting in a state office somewhere making sure that those um, the structure is there. So it, a lot of it is at the output, as you said, Tizzy, what is around the collaborative pieces. And I know that if um, just the network, to be honest, I know that if I see something that happens in, say, El Paso, I know um, some of the members from that were representing El Paso, I know that I can, I know where they are, I know that there's a drowning prevention coalition there, and I can reach, reach out for them. So some of that, too, is just identifying the the spaces where people are working across Texas and knowing that if I need something with beach safety, I know I've got the people in Corpus and Galveston that are working and doing more around rip current or beach safety. And so we can lean in on those. And I, I think that's a, a thing that's naturally happening versus um, having a conference or having something like that. We're, I wish we could get there. And I think that maybe when we get this, the national plan and we get a little bit of, I, I think funding is a piece that I will use that F word, <laughs> like funding. <laughs> there has to be some funding from somewhere because someone has to pay for, it, it costs money to, to have um, a, a sustainable organization. So the, it's so interesting to, well, I guess, first of all, thank you for sharing candidly with us about where you guys are. Um, I think that it's super important that people listening to this understand that there are really high and great times in a lot of these coalitions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are difficult times. And, and so I, first, I'd just like to thank you for being honest and candid about where you guys are with, with that. Sure. Um, I, it is interesting to me that the coalition really has survived on this, from my perspective, has survived on this un informal partnership network collaboration um, system without a whole lot of infrastructure and guide rails. And so I think if anybody, if, if, if there's any lesson to learn that it's really important that we put our energy and time into fostering those relationships yes. and building those connections and spending time kind of nurturing that aspect of the coalition, because in three years and five years and 10 years, we don't know where we're going to be. And that's what's going to keep us going. Right? Well, thank you for pointing that out because relationships, relationships, relationships. And that is so key. I mean, we have a TXCPA website and I, um, when I can figure out how to get in there, I change some things and update some things. But um, really, it's, it is about that, that 
having the relationships and knowing that we can, it, it is really, I, I think you used the word informal. It feels really informal. And when I was preparing for this, part of me was, was like, oh no, what am I going to say? Because I, I, I don't, you know, it, it, it's not a rosy picture right now, but I will say it's an honest picture of what I'm talking about. And I think that is where if people are going to learn um, potholes to avoid or, you know, things that are positive that they can, I want them to know, to hear the real stuff. I don't want a candy coat because what are we going to learn from that? I mean, who, who's going to be helped by that? So, so yeah, this is, this is how it really is. And we yeah. can, um, I do think that we have a ton of amazing work happening across the state mm -hmm. and that is what allows us to kind of be sustaining in that way, because there is a lot happening. I want to ask you, um, about some of the successes that you feel the, the coalition has had or the alliance has had. Yep. I mean, you've already mentioned that the partnerships and the network as being a really strong element. Are there any other successes um, that you are like really proud of and want everybody to know about? Well, I think the original work around with the pediatricians was really great because there was yeah. a um, an MOC and excuse my, I don't know what that stands for, but it's basically a module, a, a education module for pediatricians that were wanting to put more water safety into their visits with patients. And there was some work done around that um, with pediatricians, which is really, really great. And we're still trying to expand um, on that work as well as we do work with the Texas Pediatric Society and the, um, to try to work with our pediatricians. So that I feel like has been a, a really big success that continues on even through the iterations of this organization. I think when we had our statewide day at the Capitol, that was a really, um, a really nice success for us to get a statewide proclamation, um, as well as really have representation from across the state coming together. Um, constantly our um, messaging, we're trying to, I think it's, I think this is a success in progress. So mm -hmm. we're trying to line up our messaging so that we're all saying similar things across the entire state. So I'll use the example of we used to, and still a little bit, but are trying transitioning away. We still use the term water guardian and instead of water watcher. And through some of my work at you know, on the action plan and through some other work across the state, we are shifting to, okay, let's all use water watcher as a, as a word that we can all line up behind. And let's, you know, let's use that word. People can understand that word. And so um, some things, I feel like that's a big success because in it, it's weird, but you know, when you let go of terms that you've used, there's territorialism that you just have to put away. And it, it's, it, it's, for a lot of us, at least for me in working for an organization that was founded after after a child drowned, it's a legacy. It's a little bit of a legacy piece. Um, some of the, sometimes the way that we say things. And I think that's something that I'm really proud of across Texas that are all the families that are, have lost or almost lost children, all the swim schools, all the organizations that are part of this, I really feel like are seeing the value of working together. And that is even in the tiniest ways. Um, and I think that is a huge success because every time someone chooses to work with someone um, and chooses to get out of their own silos, it's an opportunity for doing more and more and more of the work. And I, and I would say in a state that's as large as this, 
um, anytime we can do that, it's it's a success. So I look forward to um, a, a future, I'm gonna just manifest it here, a future um, Texas campaign of a billboard campaign or a public you know, health campaign. I know that's something I dream of at the national level that we all can get behind. Um, but I think that those successes, sometimes our successes have been really small and that's just adding a partner to the, to the group that hasn't been part of the conversation. Um, and sometimes that's people that are outside of water safety. You know, that's a, some corporate partners that might not have water safety as their primary thing that they're doing. And I think we, I think that's a success too, because we've got some, some partners that we're starting to work with that are not just water safety people. Um, You're so right that words matter. And sometimes it's so hard to bring that consensus around a term. And then when you do, it really helps to build consistency mm -hmm. and messaging out in the community. Yeah. So what advice, I'm gonna shift us for our last few questions and ask you what advice you would have for a newly forming water safety coalition? I would say find, um, a person who's going to be the puppeteer. I think that that's so key. If possible, find someone who can do that as their primary function and not as an add-on and not as trying to do 75 other things, because I do think that that is so important. And that's something that we're struggling with here. I think having a blueprint, at least to work from, whether it's an action plan, whether it's when the national plan comes out, it's a statewide plan that that is able to be follow that but flexible for what's happening in your state but have some type of roadmap that everyone is aware of and that everyone is working towards because i think if you if no one knows what you're trying to do then how can everybody get behind it right and then um you know knowing your data the best that you can knowing what's actually happening in your community in well in your state and then in your communities i think is so so important um finding some funding, even if it's one grant or one little um, pocket of money that can help with things like ads or you know PSAs or a person or something, but being able to find a funder who can um, who's willing to to put some some money in it because it's you can you can get lots of in kind things and you can um, do that, but it is there are some things that you just have to have some some money at the table and I think it also adds validity um, and credibility to our work if we if we're not always just asking for everything for as a donation. Um, so I would say find some funding somewhere, even if it's a, you know, a community foundation or a, a bunch of community foundations that can each put it in there. Um, and then I think be willing to look outside and see what other states are doing and what they've screwed up. Like, I think there's so many lessons to learn in the, in the, the failures. Um, I know if that's one thing I've learned in my adult life and in my life in leading an organization and multiple organizations is sometimes you got to take some risks and sometimes it is not always going to work out how you want it to. And so then looking at that and saying, what can we learn from that to not do it again? Um, and then look at other people's because, you know, you can avoid pitfalls. That's that's why I'm so happy to be part of this conversation um, to maybe help our friends in, in California to, to avoid some of the the things that we've, you know, the pitfalls we've had. So I think that pay attention, it would be, you know, pay attention and, and communicate and form those partnerships because the partnerships are going to allow those of us who have strengths in certain areas to work from our strengths and to work with um, 
you know, with each other's strengths and where I, where we don't have a strength, someone else in our collaboration will. And I think that's, um, that's, those are probably the big ones. I could probably go on forever, but. Oh, Alyssa, you've just <laughs> Amazing. dropped. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you've just dropped so many on us. So um, to quickly recap, get a dedicated person, have a blueprint or a plan, know your data, get some funding, even a little grant, be willing to look outside and learn and focus yep. on partnership. Yep. Wow. And celebrate the little successes because yes. I think that's yeah, true. Okay. Like <laughs> there's so many things that, that, you know, we gloss on over. I mean, I was preparing for this and I was just writing some things down. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because I was feeling a little beat down by the, oh, like, um, you know, that we haven't cracked the nut on the structure pieces and, and some of those pieces. So celebrate the little wins and, mm. and share those across your, across the state. Yeah, so, so helpful. Um, Alyssa, I so appreciate your thoughtful approach to this and um, your, again, this candid conversation and your advice for us. As we wrap up, is there anything else that you would want to add? Anything you want to leave us with today? Because I'm sure this conversation will go on. Um, well, well I would today. say thank you for asking. First of all, thank you for looking outside of California for lessons and lessons learned or things. Um, I personally am just honored to be part of the conversation. And I want to say like the door is open. I mean, I think it would be really cool to have some cross state um, things going on too. And, and I think there's a lot to be learned there. So um, from, the, from the big giant state of Texas, um, I would just say to our friends in California, you know, you're, you're getting on the path. And, and that's, I think, I know that there's a lot of great things happening in California because I work with folks in California and I know that we've learned some things from there. So keep up, keep up the work and know that we are saving lives. I know in prevention, that is so hard some days because you still see the drownings happening, but we have to know that we are saving lives and we are, we are moving mountains. It might be one rock at a time, um, but we're doing that. So I just, I just appreciate um, you got you guys and the work you're doing and thank you for asking um, me to add to the, the conversation. And have the best day ever. Cause that's our thing at Collins Hope, right? Oh, have the best day ever. It's been, it. it's been so, <laughs> it's been so good to chat with you again. And um, again, we're super grateful for you and, and the lessons that you shared um, with us today. Thank you, Alyssa. All right. Thank Bye. you both. Bye. Bye.